alcoholics, right? Um, sex addicts, right? Um, didn't move with integrity. That's the one thing, man, I love about, man, y'all, man, for real, I'm telling y'all, y'all got to get with the right crew. Y'all, When y'all hear Ma talk about getting up and working out, it don't got nothing, man, I promise y'all, it don't have nothing to do with like, I ain't following no man because he got muscles. I'm following Ma because he got muscles that come from discipline. Like, I promise you, you call Ma, like, yo, Ma, the podcast, you heard the podcast, yo, Ma, we want you to go see this, they try to, you know what I'm saying? Get Maul to see his billboard that's out there. Trying to trick Maul. Maul like, I can't do it. They're like, we need you to come right now. He's like, this is my workout time. Whatever you're trying to show me, work out. I got to work out. I'm trying to get on this scale and be the same, high, the same uh, weight I was when I was coming out of college. That's discipline. I was like, you on a scale when? He's like, every day. I was like, that's my, that's my problem. How you been on the scale? How you been on the scale? About five years. I'm just guessing. I'm, I'm uh, 189. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See, I feel 189. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The way my pants fit. 189. All right, let's go. Here's where me and my wife get into it. So my wife was like, first she said, you know, um, you need more structure. I was like, in my company, I, was like, I don't need no more structure. Structure ain't the problem. I'm gonna show you a whole bunch of structure. I said, I got it, sweetheart. I'm not willing to make the adjustment, but I don't run the type of company where I want to get up every day and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? See, like I don't want to get up every day and be nobody boss. Does that make sense? Like I don't want to get up and micromanage nobody, right? So the challenge is, at some point, you're gonna have to learn to be disciplined. You're going to have to learn if you say you're going to wake up at 8 o'clock, you're going to get up at 8 o'clock, no matter how you feel. Like, you got to be disciplined. And to get to the next level of success, you can't just have energy when you got energy. I want to make sure y'all catch that. If you're running a business and it's 365, then 365, you got you got to wake up every day and you got to go get it. You got Why? Because if you don't hunt, you don't eat. So here's the deal. If you hunt it in January and you got enough food for January, you don't get to chill February. You got to get up in February and go get enough food. For and so what a lot of us do, we aren't disciplined. Like we're not self-motivated. We're not self-regulated. We need outside people to push us. And that's not how the creator made us. He didn't make us for all, all the people to be over us. So here's what I told my wife. Sweetheart, if another human can tell you to get up and go to work and do what you both do, why can't you pretend like if you need another human, be, be, the, be the human. You be that human. If you need somebody to tell you you need to lose 100 pounds, be your own voice to tell yourself you need to. Don't go pay nobody $50,000 to lose weight when you can do it yourself. And I'm not saying don't get a person, but at some point you got to cut that person off. Why? Because if you don't have personal discipline, you'll never get to the next level. The next level is not something that's far away. Like Maul said, the next level is execution is not something that, you know, we do. It's something that we are. And most of us aren't disciplined. It's like you just go, like, you, you, you drink. Woo, E.T. on fire this morning. Discipline. Thank everybody for showing up this morning. We are about to be talking about the reality of God, part two. I wanted to start with that because I believe discipline is a part of becoming a God and reflecting the God. So I think that's a, a good attribute to have. So let's start off in prayer. And remember, family, every morning you can join us on Zoom by texting the word, uh, never mind, by going to Brother Ben Links. I'm making it easy for you by going to brotherbenlinks.com and tap that first link at the top. 
and it'll open your text messages and send a message for you. You ain't even got to put it in your text message. It's going to open up, and all you got to do is hit send. All right? Let's open up in prayer. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent and Merciful, surely I am being turned unto thee, striving to be upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth, and I am not among the polytheists. Surely my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death are all for Allah, the lords of the worlds. No associate has seen this, I am commanded, and I am of those who submit. O Allah, thou art the king, there is no God but thee, thou art my Lord, and I am thy servant. I have been unjust to myself, and I confess my faults. So please grant me protection against all my faults, for none grants protection against faults but thee. And guide me into the best of morals, for none can guide me into the best of morals but thee. And turn away from me the evil and the indecent morals, for none can turn away from me the evil and the indecent morals but thee. And O Allah, bless Muhammad, and bless the true followers of Muhammad, as thou did bless Abraham and the true followers of Abraham. For surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified. And O Allah, make Muhammad successful, make the true followers of Muhammad successful. As thou did make Abraham and the true followers of Abraham successful, for surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified. Amen. All right, family. So before we get started this morning, I think I'm going to make it in a custom after yesterday just to ask the question for it to be on our mind. The question of the morning is, how will God be reflecting through you today? Just something for us to think about every morning. How will God reflect through you today? If you really, if we are amongst the people that have read, understand, and believe the reality of God in man, uh, we know about that spirit being dependent on material. God works through the human being. It is not the flesh that's eternal. It is the wisdom that's eternal. Well, we know wisdom, knowledge, understanding, something that's in a human being. Uh, how will we spread the word of God or how will we just reflect God today? If we know that this is a wicked world, uh, the minister teaches us two things can't occupy the same space at the same time uh, in order for us to... Um, get out of this wicked world's mindset, which is what he says the hereafter really is. The hereafter is here on earth after this wicked world has been destroyed. Uh, well, if that's the case, and it is, um, he talked about the white man's time being up in 1914. Well, man, it's 2023. I, you know, it seemed like they still in power. It seemed like this system, this wicked system is still in power. The Bible says Satan is the God of this world. Look like the God of this world is still in power. Um, yeah, that's because we haven't understood who we are, accepted who we are, which Master Far Muhammad said, accept your own and be yourself, and stood up. You're not just going to lay down and say, all right, y'all, time up. Come on, y'all come get y'all position. No, we have to raise up so the more that we can get our people to see the reality of God, um, and ourselves understand the reality of God, but also give them the knowledge, the knowledge of self, the knowledge of devil and the knowledge of God so that they can see it within themselves so that we all can raise up and have a new world, uh, a new system, a new government of peace. That's our goal. So every morning I'm just going to ask you all and us, 
how will God reflect through us today? I want us to also think about as we listen to part two of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And if you missed yesterday, uh, it's inside of the Telegram. It's also on my YouTube. Uh, and I believe, yeah, and my YouTube is my my YouTube is back. So I streamed it yesterday, I believe, part one on my YouTube channel. But I also put the full version inside of the Telegram. So let me find uh let me find actual video. I want to uh, I want to look at a few attributes of God that, you know, we probably heard in church. So what I want you guys to do in the comment section is if I was to ask you, what are five attributes of God? Uh, what would you guys say? What are what are five things we know that God is? I want you all to just put the first five things that come to your mind in the comment section. Those of you all who are on Facebook. Uh, YouTube, and even on Zoom. If I was to say, man, well, what, are, what are five things you know God for? What would you say in the comment section? Somebody said all-knowing, beneficent, love, merciful, patient, truth, love, spirit, just, powerful, Compassion, forcing power. I'm pretty sure somebody's thinking, right? Omni, um, uh, what? Omnipo, uh, omnipotence. Is that how they say it? I'm no, it's omnipotence. Yeah, I'm sitting here talking about omnipotence. Omnipotence. Then you got omnipresent, eternal, benevolence. Right. Um, as we look at these attributes that we reading off, somebody said disgusted. <laughs> he disgusted with our behavior. Uh, mighty. Now, as we are our 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 um, sister Kavar said, builder, destroyer, justice. As we list off these, I want us to see. If, if we just, if, instead of me putting God there, right? So y'all got God. We got God there. Man, he's beneficent. Oh, he's merciful. Oh, all powerful. All knowing. Oh, he's eternal. He's just. He's kind. Oh, he's loving. God is love. Peace. If I, if, if I said, okay, now scratch God out ah, and put your name right there. Now I'm, I got to put Brother Ben X. You got to put. Sister so and so, how many of them attributes are we finna have to say? Damn, no, you go ahead and mark that one right there out. Woo, uh uh, Ooh, kind, mm, man, I gotta mark that one out. Ah, let me see, powerful man, I ain't got no power yet, man. Ah. How many will we have to mark out? Loving, Ooh, I ain't loving God, I'll be mean in the mud. Ah. How many will we have to mark out? If we had a T-chart or a list and it said, God, he's this, he's merciful, knowing, powerful, blah, blah, blah. How many of them things do we got to cross out? 
Now, if it says now that we are made in his image and after his likeness and we are to reflect God, it says we are to be his Khalifa on the earth. One who stands in the place of the minister teaches us. How good of a reflection are we? Now, now check this out. What separates the God, right? The minister teaches us is that he is the supreme being. So we know him, but he's all knowing. We got some mercy, but he's uh, the, the uh, uh, most merciful. You see, most kind, most uh, mo all powerful. But we're supposed to have some power. So I want us to look at that, not saying, okay, I got to mark it out because I'm not all powerful now, but do you got power? We're supposed to, they smell the people, man, listen, if we are supposed to be reflection of the God and we know our people out here, some people out here that don't even believe in God, that don't got the teachings at all, they supposed to be looking up saying, man, that's a, ooh, that's a powerful brother. Ooh, that's just, man, she's so merciful. I mean, she's so, ooh, she's just so patient. And she's so, he's so loving. They're supposed to naturally just start to see the attributes of the God in us. And if we're not there yet, these are some things, these are some ingredients that we just need to add. So I just want to ask us that this morning. Because I think all time, man, we talk about, oh, man, we, we gods. Ooh, children of the most high God. And. The spirit within, yeah, all that's good. We know how to break it down, size it up. We go, we gonna put our sauce on it. But now the basics. Hey, man, what is God? You know, the, the 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 attributes of God. Do we reflect those? And if we don't, that's okay. Now we know, man. I gotta work on my mercy. Let me add. I gotta start working. Okay, I ain't that powerful yet. Okay, I gotta add some power. Man, I'm not ever really coming to me asking me nothing. You, you may not, they may not think you know nothing. Hmm. See what I'm saying? So you got to get your all knowing up. <laughs> and, and wanna, so I'm just saying, man. And then uh, as I'm thinking about this, it may be, it may, we got to see how I can become God in all areas of my life. See, not just in finances, not, not just in ministry, uh, uh, but maybe in my relationship, am I all knowing? Maybe in parenting, am I, am I powerful? See, uh, do my children see me as, do they come to me with questions? You know, it's just, it's, it's just in all, in my business. Am I just, in my finance, am I waiting on life? Does it happen to me? Or am I all, am I powerful enough to go make something happen? Am I patient, not just with my children, but am I patient with my employees? Am I patient with my wife? Am I patient with my husband? Because I may be patient with my sisters, my brothers, my biological family, but I may be impatient and, and, and not kind with strangers, my own brothers and sisters out there. What, what, do I, what, what, what do I need to work on? What do I need to improve? What part of my mindset do I need to change to be God in all areas? Not the God, but be a God reflecting in all areas of our life. So that's what I want us to be conscious about. Uh, as we go on this particular month, man, am I reflecting God? And when we're in a situation, it may help you to say, what would God do? How would God think about this? And when you're doing something, am I reflecting God right now? 
and that may get us back on track. All right, that's my little intro of the day, just to get get some get some get our get our thinking flowing. Uh, let's um, listen to part two of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan explaining and talking about the reality of God. This one right here is going to be about thirty minutes, and remember to take notes. Um, write down something that stood out to you on this Zoom call so you can share it at the end. Cells, you straight? Well, that's the way it is with God. The body remains, and it keeps on producing one, you know, who will be the head of that nation. And that head is always the best Noah. And I, how can you tell that Master Farah Muhammad is the best Noah? He's revealing that which no man ever considered before. And when they try to fight it, the more they fight it, the more they say, man, he's right. See, now I tell you something. I had to go all the way to the east to find out that the real man was in the west. A brother called me from Denver today, Colorado. He went to synagogue and he studied in a class under Dr. Chake Antediop, one of the most brilliant black um, uh, men on the scene today. And Dr. Chekanta Diop is getting to, to the point where he's seen that the black man is really the father of all men, but there's a, there's a point in his knowledge where he don't have the root of it. And here the root comes out of Georgia, out of a little humble black man named Ahmed Elijah Muhammad. And because we're so disrespectful of ourselves, we don't think that God is wise enough to take a black man from among us and make anything out of him. See, and when you see a man stand up and say, I am the messenger of God, and you say, oh man, he's a nigger just like me. He ain't nothing. And then that man do a work like Elijah Muhammad did in our midst, and you still don't want to recognize it, it's because of your disrespect of yourself. So if God wanted to hide, the best place he could hide and never be detected is to just get into one of you and hide. you never find him. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, the next question is uh, dealing with the devil. Yes. He was just as strange as a lot of us when we read him. Uh, in the chapter describing the devil, we get to the point where Yahoo makes the uh, white man. We find that he made with himself that was exactly. 60,000. I didn't know if there any significance to that number, but it seemed rather coincidental that his creation stopped exactly at 60,000. And I said, I don't know if that's significant or not. My question here, though, is that in reading about God, we looked into the book of Genesis there and we talked about the creation of man. And in that book, it mentions, the scripture reads that uh, God said, let us make man. And 
we talked about who was the us. And if I remember correctly, uh, the us was supposed to represent the original man. And that Yahoo, is making of the white man, how is the two related in the scripture in Genesis? What is the relationship between the two? And uh, we also have mentioned that, that the symbolism in that chapter, the serpent, the tree in the midst of the garden, and Adam, and that Adam was a name used where they called these people their name, and they called their name Adam. Adam, Adam represented the names of a people. Yes, sir. Now, we get back now. What was confusing me was Adam represents the making of a man. Yahoo made the white man. So it sounds like Yahoo made Adam. Very good, good. Was that Yaku who was talking? Oh, come on, brother. Let's get into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yaku is what was what was sort of confusing to me is who is this talking in Genesis 1 26. Alright, let's go after it. Let's go after it. Look like this is going to be our class today, clearing up the questions. You know, we're going to get the programming position. It's going to be all right. He's just working me a little hard. Now, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has said, if you look, brothers and sisters, in the genesis of the Bible, it starts off dealing with a creator. And... This creator in words is just saying be and it is. And he's bringing into existence light and separating the firmament and the waters and so forth. I mean very powerful. When it gets to the 26th chapter, it gets a little weak there. And he says let us make man. I need a little help here. Now, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that that is not the God creator of the heavens and the earth talking in Genesis 1, 26. That is one of the family of the gods and his idea to make a man. Now notice, and God said... We went over this once before, but we're going to do it again. And God said, let us make man. Now, man is a step down from God, isn't he? According to the book. All right, so he makes man, and this man is the image. Thought the board moved. I knew there was a force involved. <laughs> All right. Now this man is the image and the likeness of God. 
Now, if he's the image and the likeness, he's yet not the essence of this. Because the essence of God is God, not his image. Now, hear me good. You make a child, any of you that have a son. That son is not your image. He's not your likeness. He's the same essence as you. That's right. So your son really is you. That's right. That's you going on. But this is not God going on. This is something different here. So the word is not using God created. It says God made. That's a key word. The word here says somebody about the action. Yes, sir. Now, when you make something, you take it from a created essence. That's right. Uh-huh. Come into it. That's right. Break it down, brother. Look. See this microphone? This is made. But the essence from which this is taken is created. It's raw material that you get out of the earth. But to make means to fashion out of a created essence. Now God is self-created. But when you make something, you take it from the created essence. And from means actually away from. You are taking it out of a created essence and you're fashioning something new. Call that. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad says that this symbolically is talking about the making of the white race. Now, when it says God made man from the dust of the earth, you don't make man from dust. Dust don't have no quality of life in it. It's got to be the presence of water for there to be the presence of life. So the whole Quran teaches all life comes from water. But then this is talking about dust. Now what is dust? Come on. What is dust? If we look at dust, see this here? If we start shaving this, you get little pieces of this flying off in the atmosphere. It is something that exists. It is matter, but it's not doing anything because it's not a part of its original essence. Just dust, just out here doing nothing. But if you put water with dust, then you got something that got the ingredients to bring life. Oh, brother, now here we go. Everybody all right? You ain't going to sleep all night. Oh, all right. Now, what is the dust here? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad in message to the black man said that the dust represents the weaker germ in the black man. It's there dormant, doing nothing. That brown germ that he talked about, it's in you right now. But Yakub studied it and said, uh, if I can separate that brown germ from the black germ. Now look at this. Don't you know, brother and sister, that you couldn't get evil out of the black man unless evil was already in us? 
But the evilness in us remains in check because the powerful positive germ in the seed keeps the weak one always under control. But Yaqub saw if he could separate the two, take that brown germ out from under its natural control, then graft it to its final stage, he could produce a people unlike that would attract the original man. And with a system of tricks and lies, this one could rule that one until the coming of God out of this one to put that one into destruction. This is your Bible from one end of it to another. It's talking about now uh, a, a made enemy in the garden. Now look, I'm going to go back after that again, but I, I want you to see this now. God made a man, and the man that he made was a rebel. Yeah. The man Adam rebelled. That's not a prophet. The Islamic people say Adam is a prophet, and there is no prophet that rebels against the will of God. See, so here you have a contradiction unless it's understood. Just bear with me a few minutes. It's going to be all right. Now, this Adam rebelled against God and had to be put out of the garden. Is that right? Okay. Now, 59,999 with Yaku made 60. And God said to who? To us. The us represented those that were his followers, Yahoo's followers. Come on, let us make a man. I'm going to make a people to rule. Right. Let us make a man in our image. He's not going to be our nature. He's going to be our image. He's going to look human, but he'll be a different kind of human being, and we'll call him mankind. Not man, but a kind of a man. A different species of human being with a different total kind of nature, a very rebellious nature, fiery nature, troublemaking nature, mischief-making nature that will cause bloodshed on the earth. Now, where is this 60,000 in Scripture? Here is wisdom. Count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, 603 score and 6. The beast number, 60, is 3 score. It took 60,000 people to stop in the making of the white man. That's right. It took 600 years to graft him out. Yes, sir. And he was given 6,000 years to rule. And the number six became the, uh, the number that Moses gave him to constantly remind him. Look, boy, the seventh day is the Sabbath. You've got six days to do your work. Raise hell all you want them for six days, but the seventh, that is the Lord's day, you keep it holy. And so from the time of Moses, white people have been reminded to keep the Sabbath. So this is what you do coming up under a Christian world. You raise hell for six days. Tell the truth. You got so bad now, you raise hell every day. They ain't got no day for God. But when we were coming up, this was years ago, when I was a little boy, 
That was a long time ago. <laughs> Man, we didn't even bathe during the week. You wash up, but your bath was Saturday night. Mama put a big old pan in the floor, put the hot water in the pan. Come Johnny, come Josie, come Lucy, come Sally. Take your bath. And we would jump in that big tub. The boys jump in once, the girls jump in, wash themselves and get out and now you go to bed next morning your new clothes is all laid out on the bed why because we're going to church this morning why was that that was given to white people to remind them that after they had lived on our planet six thousand years raising hell that in the dawn of the seven thousand year god would come and when god come he would put them to rest and their six-day labor would be destroyed. Now when God comes, you have the Genesis all over again. Because as they had their Genesis, you got to have yours. Now here it comes again. Here's where the prophet comes in. The Adam that is the prophet or the divine guide. Everybody all right? Doesn't the Bible tell you about two atoms? It says the first atom was made from the dust of the earth. The second atom is made of a quickening spirit. Why was that? That was given to white people to remind them that after they had lived on our planet 6,000 years raising hell, that in the dawn of the 7,000 years God would come. And when God come, he would put them to rest and their six-day labor would be destroyed. Now when God comes, you have the Genesis all over again. Because as they had their Genesis, you got to have yours. Now here it comes again. Here's where the prophet comes in. The Adam that is the prophet or the divine guide. Everybody all right? Doesn't the Bible tell you about two atoms? It says the first atom was made from the dust of the earth. The second atom is made of a quickening spirit. Well, you are the original man. All you need is for your spirit to be quickened. That means give life to you. Well, here it is now. Then the sister asked me a question. I think it was in this class. She said that there was water, there was grass, but there was no man that would till the earth. Who, who raised that question in the class here? Was it in this class? It wasn't in this class? Was it in this class? That's what I thought. It was about uh, Adam, and it was about the making of man. And they were talking about, you know, there was grass, there was clouds, there was this, but there was no man to till the ground. Well, all that's talking about is, look, it couldn't, it couldn't be grass and there was no water. Wherever you see water, or grass, you, there's got to be water. Wherever you see cattle, there's got to be water. Wherever you see any living thing, there's got to be water. But they said there was no man to till the ground. This is you it's talking about. You and I are like animals. There is nobody to cultivate. To till means to cultivate, to nurture, to nourish, to de develop, to evolve you from a low level to the stature of God. There was no man to make you into yourself 
So God said, let us make man. But this time we're not making him in our image. We're quickening his spirit because he's already us. He is a God like we are. All he needs is to have his spirit quickened and he will stand up like a God. And in the honorable Elijah Muhammad's infancy, he mastered whitey. That's right. He, I mean, I've sat with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He said, brother, the white man is like a little piece of string on my finger. Right. He said, I have to look at my finger sometime to see whether the string is there. I just don't feel it. He said, that's the way the white man is. And if you stick with me, I'll have you mastering him. Well, how could he have us mastering him unless he was the master of him? And I mean, I've seen white folks come to the messenger and just be bowing down to him, brother. If you had read some of the letters that he received from white people saying, yes, we bear witness, we are devils. Is there any chance for us? I remember when I traveled around when Malcolm was the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's minister. The messenger told Malcolm whenever Malcolm preached, he said, dump fire on him. And whenever I was with Malcolm and Malcolm was preaching, he dumped pure fire on white folks. And I mean, white folks would be in the audience and Malcolm be talking about them and they would start <laughs> hissing him. He said, yeah, that's what the snake did in the garden, your father. <laughs> oh, man, I mean, look at, they be burning, brother. And after Malcolm get finished pouring fire on them, you see the little white girls and boys just crying and asking them, is there any hope? Is there anything we can do to escape what they know is coming? Malcolm said, ain't nothing you can do. That's gone and died, that's all. The hell on off the planet. Well, so brother, you're studying has caused you to line it up good. Now, it's even deeper than that, but time just don't permit us tonight to just tap around on some of the roots. You know, but brothers and sisters, honest, that book, Message to the Black Man, once you've read it, don't think you know it. If you go back over it again, it'll reveal more to you. You go back over it another time, it'll reveal more to you. Now, I'm talking out of that book. I was, I've been a follower of Elijah Muhammad for 25 years, and I'm a baby. I'm still a baby in the knowledge, as God is my judge. And I don't consider myself wise. I'm still a student of the wisdom. And I say this to you very humbly, brother and sister. If you will study this little black man from Georgia, study what God has revealed to him for your salvation, you will become a mighty woman and a mighty man. And all we're asking you to do is study, investigate, and go out and try the knowledge out. When you think you got a handle on it, try it out. And brother, you just take a few little sayings out of this book and drop it in a crowd. That'll be like dropping off an atom bomb in there, brother. People say, what you say? What you say? Eyes get big, brother. Look like they're looking at flying saucers. <laughs> this knowledge will stop them in their tracks. And I'm telling you, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, as we conclude this portion, we're going we're gonna to get into programming position for about 20 minutes. As we conclude this portion, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to me, this is just before he left. I didn't really understand it. As I always say, I didn't understand it because, 
You know, I thought I really understood. You know, and as I look back on myself, I was really an arrogant fella. I, you know, because you could stand up and you could answer a lot of people's questions. You really got to thinking, you know, you was hot stuff. And the test showed me that I didn't know what I thought I knew. And I had to take a review and become a child all over again. And I love it. I don't think I'll ever grow up again. I'm going to stay a child under Muhammad. I, I say that to say this, that yeah, I forgot the point. Now, I wanted to, to close this uh, session out and that section out. Oh, yes. The messenger said to me, he said, uh, brother, he said, uh, I'm going to go away. Now, listen to his words, Captain. He said, I'll be gone approximately three years. <coughs> now, don't you change the teachings while I'm gone. Now those are orders. Don't you change the teachings while I'm gone. He said, I'm going away to study. He didn't say he was going to die. He said, I'm going away to study. He said, what I've given you is just a wake-up message. He said, if you are faithful, when I return, I will reveal the new teaching through you. That's conditional, if you're faithful. All right. February 1975, the announced death of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Everything that he taught me about this hour, I couldn't make heads nor tails of it because if he's dead, it don't add up. Something's missing somewhere. I couldn't figure it out. And I got thrown in the confusion. But now that by his grace I've come back to myself, I understand a little better why he said don't change the teachings. Now I'm going around this country with his teachings, not changing it. And what you don't realize, I'm talking about these old Muslims, you don't realize that God has produced a virgin people right in your face. What? A virgin? What you talking about, man? You are like little virgins. Yes, sir. Right. Because even though Muhammad spent a lifetime in your midst, many of you don't even know that he ever was here. And the white man has been so thorough in his evil machinations, he has robbed you of the history of your recent struggles so that this generation that's out there now don't even know that a struggle ever went on. You talk about Dr. Martin Luther King, they say, oh yeah, that's the man in dreams. 
Yeah, I heard of Dr. King. That's, that's a dreamer. <laughs> you ask them, who is Malcolm X? Is he one of the uh, Beatles? <laughs> you wouldn't believe that you could go to students and ask them about Malcolm and they wouldn't know who he is. You wouldn't believe that they don't know nothing about H. Rap Brown, Stokely Carmichael, Huey Newton, Eldridge Cleaver, uh, Ron Karenga. They don't know nothing about the men, Imamu Baraka, that helped to shape the 60s. They don't know nothing about these men. Why don't they know? Because white folks, while they kept our fathers busy voting, busy going into white folks' restaurants, nightclubs, hotels, and sweethearting with white women, and vice versa. He robbed a whole nation of the history of struggle producing a virgin people. Oh, they look wild and crazy, but they're virgins. They don't even know the mistakes of yesterday. That's really something. Because that's been wiped out of their knowledge. So the messenger said, don't you change the teaching. Then just before my daughters got married into the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's family, he sat on the bed in his room with me this day, October 1974, and he was remarking about his feelings about my children. And then he said, you know, brother, when my name is mentioned, and listen to this, the people are going to say, oh, that man, I remember him. His teaching was good for that time, but it's not good for this time. And he said it very remorseful. And sure enough, if you listen to his former followers, they say his teaching was all right then, but it ain't no good for now. But he told me, don't change the teaching, brother. Now you watch. By God's help, a whole nation is going to come up. You're going to see this. If you live just a few more days, you're going to see this. And they're going to come up to the very word that the hypocritical followers of the army, Elijah Muhammad, have abandoned. And you're going to see people walking right by you coming to the man you just left. And they'll say, man, where the hell are you going? Weren't you trying to get me into this at one time? All right, family. That concludes the audio for the day. Press the number one if you have anything that you would like to share. Sister Brianna, she's ready. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, go ahead and unmute yourself. You can go. <laughs> this call was good. The point that stood out to me the most, even tied into what we listened to yesterday as well, when he said that people don't know what struggle is. And his sister yesterday, I believe, said that it's easy to follow someone who isn't here anymore because you won't have to work as hard or you won't have to struggle as hard because they're not here in the person and or flesh to tell you otherwise. 
And that was just huge because we don't go through things. We grow through through things. And Allah has to test us throughout the journey to see how steadfast we are. Did we learn this lesson? And that all comes through trials and tribulation. Uh, And especially nowadays, people don't, they don't want to go through trials. They just want to stay comfortable and nothing grows in the comfort zone. So yeah, that was huge. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Anybody else? Have something you want to share? Pressure number one. Brother Wesley. Assalamu alaikum, family. Um, one thing I wrote down uh, was a brief comment that the minister made about that his, in 25 years of him being a student of the Elijah Muhammad, he still was a baby in the wisdom. Um, so sometimes we, I know for me, I get kind of hard on myself when I'm, when I'm learning something new. I kind of want to get to the end result, but just understanding that, trusting that process and being patient with myself to truly understand you have to take time. And when you brought up about taking these lessons and put them to the test, Show, show yourself the truth behind these wisdoms so that you can gain that understanding and able to help other people as well. Because if you don't truly understand what it is that you're talking about, you can't really help someone else that may not be, that may be ignorant to what you're speaking about. So just understanding that process and that even though we may be years in learning something or years in reading and understanding the teachings, we still can be a baby in that wisdom. And we should be humble enough to be willing to be a student as long as it takes to get that understanding. Yes, sir. That was definitely one of the things that I wrote down as well. He said uh, he was a baby and a follower for decades at that time. So who are we who just came in? And and didn't have a chance to sit directly with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad to get it explained and broken down. How can we think we got it all the way? Uh, sister answer. Friend, everyone. Coming in. Hello, Can you? Uh, is that better? Turn yeah. the air off. Is that better? Yes, that's better. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Okay, alhamdulillah. Uh, we just, you know, a brother had put in there, you know, why do we allow, the, or why does the devil uh, keep us illiterate? And my question became, you know, because we've been exposed to these teachings for over 60 years. <laughs> why do we allow the devil to continue to keep us illiterate? We, when we know, when we know, and not all of us, but many, uh, when we know better, then we ought to do better. So we know that the devil is doing this. We found him in all areas, poisoning our minds from our dietary intake down to our education or education up, however you want to look at it. So why do we continue to feed into our generations the same poison that crippled us? That's my question and and my statement, you know, that we really have to take responsibility and accountability for ourselves and our seed. 
And if we if we can't do it ourselves, maybe we're illiterate. Uh, we find groups or of others or try to find others who are homeschooling their children. If you can't get them in the nation of Islam to learn, you know, areas that will take them out of the public system designed to keep you under and designed to teach you other than self and put them into a place where they learn love of self. They become confident of self. And that involves food too. Sugar is a calcifier of the pineal gland, which then limits the learning. So we need to cut it out. But how many of us actually do it? You know, how many of us actually do it? I watched a sister, Muslima. Uh, we had a gathering at my home one day and her, her youngest one, we, we had made all wholesome food. Everything's on the table, bean soup. Uh, I had made my famous jalapeno bread, et cetera, et cetera, for the children and the adults to enjoy. This sister left my home and went to the dollar store and bought sugar foods, uh, cupcakes and donuts. And this and said, oh, he won't eat that. And gave her baby that candied food. And I'm like, he would eat it if you set that before him as his meal, just like you set that sugar before him as a meal. You have to teach your children, not your children teach you. Salam alaikum. That's all my, I had to say this morning. Peace, everyone. Walaikum salam. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Brother King Cam. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. Um, a few things uh, stood out to me, really. Um, one of the one of the things that stood out was the fact that the uh, just dovetailing off of what Brother Wesley said about being a baby uh, in the teachings and the minister sitting before the most honorable Elijah Muhammad for, I believe, he said 25 years and was still a baby in the teaching. Um, so that was something that was uh, very, very uh, heavy. But then also when the minister talked about how because he was teaching on a message to the black man. And he was saying that every time you read message to the black man, that you learn something new and that something new is revealed to you. And don't ever think that because you read it once, you think that you have it. And he said that when you, he said, if you read message to the black man and you just take something out of message to the black man and drop it into a crowd, it's like an atomic bomb going off in that crowd. And that just made me go back to thinking, you know, sometimes, you know, people try to get all fancy and nuanced and, you know, so profound uh, with the teaching when really, you know, if you take it back to the basis of message to the black man, who is God, you know, who is the devil, you know, all of those death basic, um, but it's profound concepts and, and, and teaching and wisdom that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad gave uh, to us a message to the black man, you can wake up the masses of the people with just that. So it reminds me of when the minister was talking about in um, a man in his mission, he was saying, if you know just something of the teachings, then you can go out and teach that. So you don't need to know, have read all five books of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad before you can start teaching the people. You don't have to have read the supreme wisdom front and back for you to go and teach the people. Just just the basics, whatever you have learned then and, and have a grasp on, you can actually you can take that little bit and go out and, and resurrect the dead. Because in the supreme wisdom, it says that uh, all of the above can be accomplished with little study. So just with the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Master Far Muhammad gave us in the original rules of instruction, supreme wisdom, actual facts, that right there in and of itself can resurrect the dead. 
before you get into all of the other books and all of the other stuff that's that's uh that, that's available, you can take just the basics and teach. I remember I remember a student minister Abdul uh Rahman. He uh Mr. Rahman used to teach straight supreme wisdom in the Bible. When he when he was teaching, he was coming straight out the supreme wisdom and he was going straight out out the Bible. And I'm talking about people with anytime Mr. Rockman uh, was teaching, people was accepted left and right, everybody had jumping up. I mean, just straight basic teaching. So, you know, man, it just it, it really got me excited and had me to think back on, you know, just reading message to the black man and how powerful and profound the wisdom was of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad then and the honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan now. Asalaamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Sister Golda. Assalamu alaikum. Um, I just have to first say that I completely appreciate what Brother Cam just said because, you know, I'm three months in. So if Mr. Farrakhan is a baby, I'm a tadpole. Um, but I constantly find myself feeling like I got to read every book. Like I need to know everything like right now. And it's and you get a little overwhelmed. So I appreciate hearing him say, like, you don't have to know all of this to 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 be able to speak to your people um i mean of course you want to study but i just needed to hear that for a minute so i'll probably be too loud for that but um the part that stood out to me um was when he said his teachings were good for the time or when people said his teachings were good for the time but it's not for or i'm sorry for, for good at that time but not for this time and as i've been learning and reading one thing that I've noticed and I, I want to acknowledge is that these teachings are like living, breathing, because some of the things that were spoken about back then, it's, it's shocking because I'm like, this actually applies right now. Like, this is what we're actually dealing with right now to this day. And so it just I, when he said it, it was like a reminder, like, no, no, no. These teachings are living, breathing like this. These teachings are right and exact. And that was really more affirmation for me that these are the teachings that come from the mouth of God, like from the words of God. Um, even with the Navy being, I remember I was uh, a brother was explaining to me why y'all eat the Navy. This is like two years ago and was telling me why y'all eat the Navy bean. And it was shocking. I was like, wait a minute. It actually has a purpose. Like it helps with radiation. Like he explained everything. So it's just everything about these teachings. It, this is just short and sweet, but the teachings are living and breathing. And no matter how long ago they came to us, they are always going to apply to every single situation. Every single situation in my life, I can apply through these teachings. So I sound like them. Thank you for sharing. Yes, sir. So two things, two things that uh, stood out to me was the first one was when the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was talking about Adam and that how the Muslim world believes Adam to be a prophet, but Adam rebelled and there is no such thing as a rebellious prophet. So it made me to think about the word re rebellion, you know, and being rebelled, you know, we just rebel against everything. And I think someone was mentioning about how long we have had these teachings over 60 years, and yet we are still um, 
many of us in the state of rebellion. And I think it goes back to the basics of message to the black man of not really knowing who we are, not really knowing that we are God, not really believing it and not really um, testing it as someone else said, you know, putting it to the test because if we knew that we were God, if we knew that we had the rebellious one, the original one from um, Yacoub's mind wrapped around our finger like a string, then we would see that we have the power of force and power to be God. Those attributes that you talked about, they are there within us naturally. So it, it made me just to think that, you know, a lot of the reason that we're still going through what we're going through is because um, of that brown germ that became opposite, but attracting us. So we're still attracted. So we have to rise above emotions into the thinking of God. Uh, one of the first words that that you played through the other brother, he was talking about discipline. So I think the discipline also will help with us being rebellious. And then the second part being being a student. So the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, even after 25 years, he's a student. Once it, the Quran said they didn't differ until knowledge came. So once we think that we've become very knowledgeable and we know the secrets of the whole world and we begin to get into other mindsets other than the mindset of Master Father Muhammad, other than the most honorable Elijah Muhammad mindset, the simple basics of message to the black man, then we become like Shabazz. We want to, you know, blow stuff up. We want things to happen the way we think it should happen. Or we take on other things, you know, in, in this world where we have, some, we've been given something very simple, very basic. Even a third grader can understand it, which is message to the black man. But finally, I just want to read this portion of the Quran that um, was actually in the part that I read today. Um, and it's in um, chapter 39, the companies. And it says, Allah sets forth a parable, a man belonging to partners differing with one another and a man devoted wholly to one man. Are the two alike in condition? Praise be to Allah. Nay, most of them know not. So I, I leave off by saying, I think that a lot of times we get this diverse knowledge and then we become partners. You know, we become partner or we take on partners and we belong to different ideologies or different, you know, just different things that, you know, we can see some truth in it, but we become partners and divided in that versus being wholly steadfast to what we were, what we were given as Muslims from Master Fat Muhammad, even to the basics of message to the black man and knowing that we are God. We don't have to be partnered up or split up in different parts if we know that we are God, children of the most high God. So that was it. Sister Yolanda. Assalamualaikum. Uh, the part that stood out for me, and I'm driving, so I didn't write it down, was when the minister spoke on we were created from dust and the water. I, I can't remember verbatim what he said about that. Like water, living, the living water, 
Okay. Nevertheless, for me, the teaching in my life are the water. When I think of myself, and as you gave us the opening this morning, asking us about the attributes, in my striving to display those attributes, changing my thinking, thinking, these teachings are like the living water for me. I thirst so that I can be a reflection of my teacher, so that I can become humble as my teacher stands in front of me. So that's just in me right now. It's just stick to with me, the water. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it so I can get the proper uh, the proper communication he gave in that water and that dust. That brown germ that lies dormant in me may Allah continue to stand with me and all of us so that brown germ can stay down there and I can continue to thirst and drink from this living water. As the sister mentioned, that has been amongst us for almost 60 years. And why are we still in this same condition? We're not thirsty enough. We hear the teachings. We go through the, I guess, the rituals, if I should say, for lack of words, sake of time, other things. But are we really applying them to our life so that we can become as our teacher is standing in front of us? I saw Malika. Malika Salaam. Anybody else have anything that they would like to share before we close? One thing that stood out to me was when the minister said, um, if God wanted to hide, he would get into one of you. You would never find him. That was deep for me because um, I think that's the truth, especially if we don't have patience if we don't have love, if we don't have the understanding, that's the best place to hide. Because if the white man has made us other than ourselves and we've been made dumb, deaf, and blind, if I don't see no value in me, you black too, and especially I don't see no value in me because I'm black, when I see you and you telling me about how you are God and how God is within, I'm finna look at you like you crazy because I'm already looking at myself like I'm crazy because of who I am and what I look like. So um, that's one aspect of it. And then if we don't rise above emotions into the thinking of God, even us who have the knowledge now of the reality of God, that God is a man. If we don't have these other attributes of being patient, uh, loving, long suffering, we're still missing out that God still works through those who we think are unworthy. Uh, those who, you know, who we think are immature and that we can't learn from. If we don't rise above our emotions into the thinking of God, we're going to miss God even in them. Um, I believe in closing the gap, he says that some will make it into the hereafter that did no good. Shoot. And here we are judging, looking at a brother, well, he didn't do this right, or a sister, oh, well, she didn't do this right. And we're making all these judgments in our head. And he's saying it closing in the gap that some will make it who did no good. If the minister is able to see God within us, 
and, and we can't, our vision may be off. It is off. If Master Father Muhammad knew who we were and came 9,000 miles, as he's saying, he's willing to go up a 40, uh, what is that, 40 mile mountain, or 40 miles to save one. That sounds valuable. Some of us ain't going 40 minutes to save somebody. <laughs> Shoot. Let alone that long. Shoot, we ain't going 40, 40, 40 seconds down the road sometimes. Especially if they getting on our nerves. So, uh, that's deep, man. And uh, I think that's something we need to. Well, the minister said it the other day uh, during his 90th birthday. It's not hard to be kind. Just look for God. But I think sometimes because we are we aren't where we want to be yet or we we disobedient or you know we got a flaw or we got a vice we're not looking for the god in the person if 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 you can be honest at one point you probably have been looking for the devil in the person to justify what you doing you ain't looking for god we looking for where the I know he got a mistake I know he do something wrong let me try to no, you're looking for the wrong thing. You, you ain't hard. That's going to come out. Don't worry. Just be patient. All of us got something. We should be looking for Let me move that out the way. Let me try to find the God in that person. And then lift that up. And then as we lift that up, when we talk about building and destroying, as our brothers talk about, as you're building one thing, you are destroying one thing. As you're build, as we build our confidence, we're, we're, we're destroying our... our uh, uh, self-doubt as we build in wealth we are destroying our death i mean i'm sorry not our death our debt it lead to death though See, all that stress so that's what i want to add uh brother 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 shakur so like, can you hear me brother well yes sir Okay. Yes, sir. Um, I've been, like I said, and the minister, listen to the minister. I remember when minister first came to Tuskegee and I was a freshman. I was a, I think I was a, a sophomore freshman. I know Colliday's daughter was a, was a freshman. I may have been going in my sophomore year and I had no idea who he was. And then just being around other different brothers and sisters who were on his quest for knowledge and then being actually introduced to the knowledge. So I've been studying this knowledge since probably about 80, 1987, 88, 89, between that. And the one thing that the minister said, I, I said, he said, you stay a student. I stay a student and remain humble. It's taking me through, through physics. It's taking me through chemistry. It's taking me through uh, calculus and other uh, linear algebra. It's taking me to understanding all these things, the science of everything in life. And then when the minister was going to Winston-Salem State, at, when it was called the Teachers College at the time, because I'm here in North Carolina, and I was doing security when he came down here to speak, is that he was, a, 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 I think, an English major, right? And so what I learned in studying linguistics, so when I get up in the morning, I write out my Arabic, I write out my Hebrew, I write out my Greek, 
I write out my metal netta. I write I write out uh, uh, the periodic table, the parts that I'm on, breaking them down. So I have a curriculum for myself so that I stay a student. Because he said the purpose of knowledge is for you to keep reflecting God and you keep reaching for the best part until you die, until you transition. So when you start to study, when you look at the first thing they give you when you go into the nation and you 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 know you write your letter and you you get your uh, uh, your student enrollment, I did so much study and I said, you know what, I want to make sure I study, I understand every word. So when it said who is the original, I looked up every single word. Who is the? That's when it made me have a greater understanding for parts of speech. The eight parts of speech: a noun, a pronoun, an adjective, preposition, a conjunction, an interjection, a question. It made me understand all those things. So knowledge is supposed to take you from a follower to a believer, because belief means to be lied to, to a knower. To a God. That's what I'm saying. Do you believe in God? I, I told my aunt, I said, no, no, ma'am. I don't believe in God. I know God. But that's what studying will do. Take you from a follower to a believer to a knower to a God. And so as you understand these things and how to study, the first kind of dictionary, like I tell people all the time, who will call me from all over the world. And they say, they say, Shakir, well, how do I go about studying? And I said, well, I said, the first thing I said, education, educere, meaning edu, meaning to uh, ignorance of darkness. I mean, to lead out ignorance of darkness, right? So if what you know can't take you out of ignorance of darkness, then it's not true education. And you can do that for yourself by understanding eight parts of speech and by understanding when you see a word that you don't understand. So let me let me show you a, a trick in linguistics that I learned. Right. And I tell people, I say the oldest universities in the world are not located in London, England or in America. The oldest university in the world is located in Morocco, in Africa, the oldest libraries. And so when you go through the histories, when you go back through the crusades and you go back uh, uh before those times and you find out and you start going through the Moors and you go through that and, and what black is and you start going through those histories, you understand that they changed the name of everything. So Spain is not called Spain. Spain was called Andalusia. And the last of our ancestors that ruled in Spain with the last fall was that, uh, uh, I can't, I think I can't think of the name of the city, but I said it because my father just left it not too long ago. But this is why they have the running of the bulls every year. And the most prominent bulls when you are pictures that when you buy of all a black bull that can represent it running their black people out of Spain. So you have to go through all these histories. So in 1511, Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand changed Moorish Latin, which is a black language. They changed it to Spanish. That's why they say Spanish is a dead language because they call you Negro for meaning dead. So you have to take your time when you study these lessons. It's going to it's going to connect you with everything with the science and life. So when you start to study and you read that first, your, your student enrollment and they say, who is the original man? You get you an etymology dictionary. Etymology is going to be able to sell you, show you how long the word has been on the planet. 
where that word come from on the planet and what part of the planet it come from. And then this is how you start to decipher and decode what people who don't want your best interests are hard at doing. And then you have to understand how they trick people. That's why I say people who have degrees, the average person cannot read because vernacular means vernacular means slave language or everyday language. But people who talk in language of rulership, it has a specific mathematic code. So this is what you have to understand, the difference between denotative and connotative. Connotative is what a word is associated with. Denotative is what a word actually means. So to give you an example, people say, oh, Brother Ben is so nice and he works out in the gym every day. To the average person who doesn't understand linguistics, and doesn't understand connotation and denotation, when they hear the word nice, they think that's a compliment. When they hear the word gentleman, they think that's a compliment. But nice, connotated, we associate it with somebody who's courteous, somebody who's, who's generous and polite. But denotatively, nice mean a damn fool. That's what it means. That's why the old women, bless his heart, he's so nice. That's what they use, he a fool. Right? Then they say, oh, he's a gentleman. Well, that's why they used to say in England, a gentleman never does the work. He gets somebody else to do it because a gentleman is etymology, the old word definite, connotatively, we associate it with a man that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's robust, that's strong, that's encourageable. But denotatively, right, gentleman mean a homosexual. That's what it means. But I'm showing you how you can study. Because when I saw that the minister understood words and he can break down words because he knew the etymology of words and nobody could get over him. Because remember, the original man, all 196 million, 940,000 square miles, all 12 trillion, 478 billion, 118 million inches of this planet. We already circumnavigated and named everything. You can't go back and rename it. They just take it and change up the names. That's all they do. So, I mean, I don't want to, <laughs> brother man, I don't want to come here and teach, man. You know, I don't like to teach. I'm just, I'm just your brother, man. I just remain humble. And, I, and, I, and that's all I'm just trying to show you all how it took me, how if you get your etymology dictionary, and then when you read something, you look up that word so you know specifically what it means. Specifically what it means. Their etymology dictionary will save you a whole lot of time and heartache. Because I took all my supreme lessons and I looked up every word. I got notebooks that I wrote, wrote, wrote. And as I continue to write down my lessons, I saw that I saw that the handwriting was 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 uh, was uh, was soothing, was was soothing to me. And then I saw my handwriting starting and my, it's almost like my calligraphy got better. Then as I continued to write and I continued to study, I continued to read. Then I saw myself making a change. I saw myself evolving because that's why those nine numbers from one to nine, from knowledge to born. Once you go from knowledge to born, then you got to go from born back to knowledge. Once you go through something, then you have to grow through something. Right. This is why they tell us what the earth is tilted at 21 half, 23 and one half degrees at the poles. 
and every 25,000 years, she makes a complete shift at the poles. That's what the lessons say. That's why you see the weather so crazy. Why? Because even the physicists say that the Earth is losing its, its, its uh, magnetism at the poles. Because what was once underwater is getting ready to be above water. <clears throat> and what was above water is getting ready to be underwater. That's why they found seashells in the Himalayan mountains. But if you don't, your lessons, man, your lessons are such a blessing. And I love them and nothing will ever, ever, never take me off the rock of those lessons. That's why you have to continue to study and put it in the time. Everything that you study is going to take you through it. Everything that you study. I've, I've, I've sat in, in physics class and my physics teacher's like, well, which, well, if you do the shadow of the light, the earth is 93 million miles from the sun and that'll make the weight of the earth. I said, oh, the way the earth is six sextillion tons, the unit followed by 21 cycles. My classmate looked at me and said, what kind of Negro know how much the earth weigh? Who, who the hell is you? You know, <laughs> I'm a product of the minister. I'm a product of the messenger. I'm a product <laughs> of Master Rama. I'm a product of these lessons. I'm a product of all. I'm a product of all these things that I that I studied. Who I saw that knew these lessons, and I stayed the course. I had the discipline, and that's all you have. So I'm just giving you that little bit of how how people trip you up that that have degrees <clears throat> and they cannot read, and they try to confuse you between connotative and denotative. This is how you get an etymology dictionary. Because these are your dictionaries. They ain't they the dictionaries. They brand new on the planet. There's so many things that I, I could tell you through all these things, you know. And it's just that when I when I studied these lessons, I had an uncle got mad at me. He said, I thought you would have had five PhDs by now. My sister got two PhDs. She got an MD and a, and a uh, PhD. My father's a nuclear physicist. He got a PhD. And they all sit down and they're like, son, how do you know this stuff? And I'm just bearing witness to the lessons and to the minister and to the message to Master Muhammad. I have sat in with people who have the degrees of this world. And, and my father's very, very uh, humble man, but he's extremely intelligent. And my sister, with her degrees and what she, and she's like, wow, they always tell they, they, they peers and their friends. Man, you think we smart? You ought to listen to my brother. I said, man, it ain't me. I'm, I'm just a student. These, these are teachers. And I just took the time and the discipline to sit down and study. That's all. And then <laughs> if you look up what they call the God particle, the Higgs boson field, the number one proto, uh, particle physicist in the world is Dr. Oliver Keith Baker. He was my next door neighbor. And he used to laugh at my father. He said, we used to, when I, my father would take me to football practice sometime. And he he taught my sister physics at, at Hampton. And then once she graduated, I think he's the number one go to part, uh, physicist in the world on the God particle, the Higgs boson field. And you say to my father, he said, boy, because I used to work out all the time. And I still do. I still train. But my mind, he said, he said, he used to tell my father, boy, when that boy mind catch up with his body, he's going to be something else. <laughs> so, you know, just life, life is beautiful and you just have to. You have to you have to go from knowledge to born and born back to knowledge. Understanding this is like 
You saw the minister when he was young. He went from knowledge to born. Now you see him going back, born back to knowledge. As you're going to get older, and then you're going to go back. But you have to understand these things. But that's it. I love my family. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Brother Samuel. Asalaamu Alaikum family. You know, uh, sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees. And uh, Prophet Muhammad said it takes three generations to make uh, a Muslim, right? Uh, according to the Hadith. And so I'm just thinking about the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, you know, and, you know, we have Jesus 1, Jesus 2, Jesus 3, Jesus 4. I heard him teaching Jesus 5 as well. With us being the fifth, this generation being the final Jesus, you know this 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 knowledge grows in waves, and so if we judge ourselves um, and look down narrowly upon ourselves for what's going on in phase after phase after phase, we really rob ourselves of the true beauty of the process that it takes to develop Islam in generations. I remember coming into these teachings, and I registered in the nineties, but I came into it as a high school student in the eighties. And I've never been the only one. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, it was it was conscious rap, but in terms of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, Yamalus Farrakhan, he was really raising the nation at that time. And so now you got so many different movements that come along with each time period that, like, for example, we talked about Sheikh Antitio. Well, I was reading that in high school. And, you know, everybody was like, well, this is where it's at. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Pro-black, Afrocentric knowledge. And I wouldn't claim nothing. I wouldn't claim the Hebrew stuff I was reading. I wouldn't claim the nation. I wouldn't claim the pro-black. I wouldn't claim the comedic stuff. I said, I just don't know what the truth is. But I knew I liked Honorable Louis Farrakhan the most. I knew I liked the most Honorable Elijah Muhammad the most. And so as time went on, you know, I began to settle into a belief, you know what I mean, in, in, in this area. And now I see that our teachings, whether they sense the teachings or not, are beginning to take over entire systems. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The helpful industry, right? Our teachings are beginning to take over different little ecosystems of knowledge. And so I would just say, dear family, be patient and become great in your area of expression. Because you talked about Sheikh Arjun joke. Well, one of his students is Dr. Ben Yakimin. Dr. Ben Yakimin was a like enemy in a sense to the nation of Islam. But when he died, he gave his whole library, right, to the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. Man, we win if we are like the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. You don't find him judging us. You don't find him <clears throat> being condescending. He'll tell us the truth about ourselves. You don't find him giving up on us. You find Honorable Louis Farrakhan said, I'm going to love you more than you hate yourself. And by the time I get down loving you, we will win. Sometimes I think we get a PhD in finding fault. And I just wanted to encourage us not to do that, not to judge generation, not to judge individuals before us that, you know, we said, well, you know, my generation would have never did this. Or, I mean, we just we just get high off of finding fault in others and in ourselves. And that's why I don't think we can see the progress. Like I said, started out saying, sometimes you can't see the forest for the tree. You focus on the forest, the tree, but you can't see the bigger picture. Donald Lewis Farrakhan has moved the mind of Master Farah Muhammad through generations now, right? Still back up in the 70s, late 70s was with the most honorable life Muhammad from 55. This is different generations. It's like layers of the earth. Study each layer is valued in the layers of the earth. And so with every physical law, there's a spiritual law. And the spiritual law, things grow in layers. The planet was grown. The planet earth was grown. And Islam will be grown 
through us, through generations, and through layers. And I will say one last thing. When he introduced <clears throat> the concept of the nine ministries, he said, he said, you want to see the name Muhammad. He said, leave these babies alone. He said, I want to see the, 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 uh, the name Muhammad in arts and culture. I want to see the name Muhammad in education. I want to see the name Muhammad in business. I want to see the name Muhammad in agriculture. Right? He said, I'm looking for all Saturday when you watch college basketball. I want to see the name Muhammad in college football. And that's exactly what you said. They might not have a student of bow tie. They might not have a holy uh, headpiece on. But our, our mind is expanding. Not just our name when you gave out the 97 Muhammad's and the 98 Muhammad's. But our mentality is spreading in the form of so-called consciousness. Now, we're going to purify it because we're going to outstrip those counter movements with our love when we begin to think like the honorable Mr. Salaam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Sister Kava. Yes, sir. Um, I wanted to thank the brother who gave the etymology class. I'm definitely going to get the etymology dictionary. That was very powerful. Um, also, brother just talked about love, and I had put a comment in the um, in the chat, and maybe this is for the next study because I know we're on the knowledge of God right now and the knowledge of self. But um, it just made me to think that um, the other part of the message to the black men is the knowledge of the devil. And I think that sometimes um, we mistake or even myself, we mis I mistake, um, you know, the reminder, the Honorable Minister Lewis Barkin is the reminder that just as God walks among us, devil walks among us and not just devil the white man devil but the devil within and the devil within our brothers and sisters and so um we are to enjoin one another to good and enjoin one another to righteousness but i think sometimes we um utilize that point of oh we're judging people we're judging we're so judgmental um when it's time to be the reminder and hold, hold each other and hold ourselves to higher disciplines, the discipline of God. So a lot of times we're here, oh, you know, um, you know, we're judging this person for their fault or we're judging that person for their fault. But I remember the, and, and we look at the, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and we're going back. Now, I love these lectures that you're playing because it's the back to the brother was saying, you know, born and then knowledge and then back again. But at a, at a certain point, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was really teaching on who we are and who the devil. And I think we just lost that discipline mm -hmm. because the Bible says, when's coming thou, Satan? And he said, I've just been walking, going to and fro. And he, the, the sons of man, the sons of God presented himself to God. And they was just walking right with the devil. So you talked about environment yesterday. So sometimes... You know, where we are, we immerse ourselves in this world in, you know, and we are we are walking with our brothers and sisters who look just like us. And we allow ourselves and our minds to stay in that position. And we don't realize why we're not progressing over 60 years, because we are being attracted. So the minister was talking about how. Yakub made devil and he said that he wanted to make us attracted. Are we still attracted to devil? Will we not point out and not to say that we're to, um, you know, find fault in a negative way, but through love to be able to say to our brothers and sisters and to say to ourselves, thus saith the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
when we say thus say of the Lord, a lot of times, you know, those who we hang out with or those who are people, they don't want to hear it and they don't want to accept that. And we don't want to accept thus say of the Lord. So, you know, it, you know, I battle with that. I struggle with, you know, keeping my mouth shut and just distancing, my, distancing myself <laughs> from certain situations and certain people because, you know, it's like, you, you don't, you, you, you know, you don't want to be, you know, with a whip and you want to be out of love. But at a certain point, when do you not tolerate devil behavior in your atmosphere and get down with them in the mud and lift them up? Or either you want to get down there with them and just stay there. So I don't know. That's just, I just want to throw that in. I think maybe if we can have the next session on the devil, because <laughs> we got to get rid of that devil. Um, in response to that, <clears throat> I think any of us who are battling that, as the brother says, study our lessons. Um, or, well, I'll first say this. I'll, I'll read this quote from the minister. I think that is all about motive. And when we're correcting someone or looking for fault or finding fault in someone, I think it just comes down to our motive. I think some people, they find uh, fault in others to really lift them up, to uh, understand their perspective and strive to redeem them as the minister would with his heart. He's not looking for fault, but if he finds it, he's going to correct it. That's the way of the minister. Uh, I don't think he deals with, I think he's just going to correct it and do whatever and, and be patient enough, give them the word and raise them up. Uh, versus some have a motive of finding fault and they don't care to raise them up. They just want to find mm. fault and tell the person how bad they are and point it out. And so the minister has a quote where he says, even if what you accuse has truth in it, what is your motive? If your motive is to defame somebody, slander somebody, then the Holy Quran says, woe to every slanderer and defamer, outstepping the limits. Then he closes with, even if what you're saying is true, your motive will condemn you and not the person you are seeking to defame. So that's what I would say uh, to that. I think our balance should be, there's nothing wrong with pointing out the wrong, of course. That's a part of the eight steps of atonement. But I think what, not you, but many people uh, deal with is the motive and why we're actually pointing it out, the motive and why we're actually sharing it. Uh, as we was reading the Quran during this uh, Ramadan, it talks about uh, secret councils and it talked about it being bad if they're not striving to, and I'm paraphrasing, um, bring about a solution. Uh, is, is the reason of this secret council, if it's not to enjoin them to do good or to uh, overcome the uh, flaw or mistake or conflict then it's for what reason it's for a bad reason I, I, i'm paraphrasing that but that's what it says then when i think about um the lesson that i was thinking about was the uh why isn't the devil set on the best part of the planet earth because the earth belongs to original black man and knowing that the devil was wicked and there would not be any peace amongst them so if there's not going to be any peace the minister was breaking this down and 
uh, the mind of God. If there's not going to be any peace among them, he said, you take that principle. That principle mm-hmm. can be applied to your children. If mm-hmm. your children is being disobedient, if your children is not following, you know, the way, hey, man, put them out. <laughs> then, he, then he says, shoot, and leave them closed here, too, because you didn't buy, he said, you didn't buy a damn thing in here. He said, God is mathematical. He's not emotional. And uh, he said that he's not dealing with, oh, man, he was such a sweet uh, a student or this or that. When you're dealing with actual facts, when you're dealing with somebody who got a job, you're not saying, oh, man, that brother's always on time. He said, no, I'm looking at the numbers. And based on these numbers, you unproductive. You got to go. I'm not worried about it. You brought me no apple. He said, and then he talked about another guy who, who, who uh, bought him a suitcase. He said, thank you, brother, for the suitcase. But if you mess up, you're going to get double time because I don't want you to think you can buy me. <laughs> Showing that he's not emotional. So I think as the minister, I was listening to the mind of God the other day. He said, that's how it should be. And if this is our lessons and this is how God is. And then he says, why does God ask why? Because he wants us to get up into his mind. So he said, take the principles of the lessons and see how you can apply it to your life. And I think that's how we do it. If we see someone who's in error, we know what we're supposed to do when we see someone who's in error. That's a part of, uh, especially if they wronged you, uh, point out the wrong. So there's nothing wrong with pointing out the wrong. But then the minister gives us the balance on our motive in pointing out the wrong, our motive in exposing something. And then how do we handle people who's going around telling lies, uh, causing the righteous to fight and kill? Uh Oh, well, we know that lesson. We know what to do. So now that removes that removes for me, at least that removes the 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 thought of am I doing something wrong? Am I am I doing that right? Should I? Hey, man, does the lesson say this? Yes or no. And then I got to check my motive. So I can't you I can't weaponize the lessons. I can't weaponize the teachings and say, see, it's said point. Let me let me get him. You know, we quick to say, uh, where you see a man, you correct him right there. That's, we just want to defame the brother in public. We just we just trying to use an excuse to tell off on your sister in public. But we mess out what Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, correct in private. So we got to just make sure. Uh, all of us, myself included, that when we're using it, we're not weaponizing it and saying certain quotes and certain teachings for the wrong reason to just let off that we really don't like somebody or we really just want to expose somebody and we're going to use the teachings to justify. And, and then would the minister do it that way? I heard the minister say, never make it personal. In public, he said, never let it become personal. Go after their program, go after their idea, but never let it become personal. Uh, so it's it's a lot of stuff, man, I think that we can use uh, from the teachings to help us guide how to deal with certain situations, because I know we we deal with a lot of difficult situations. Anybody else have anything they want to share before we close? All right. We've been on since six o'clock, so we've been on about an hour and a half. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in this morning. Another productive, spiritual-based call to get our day started. And remember, the question is, how will God reflect through you today? Will you teach somebody? Will you just be a good example, be a clean glass? Will you just introduce introduce God to somebody in some type of way? How will God reflect through us today? So thank you all for listening, family. I'll see you guys, inshallah, tomorrow morning. As-salamu alaykum.